Hello out there in radio land, podcast land, other lands. It's uh, me, Ed Vassar, here on the Ed and Red Show with, of course, Red herself, Leanna Kay. Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. First of all, go ahead. I was having some audio issues with you. You, The the levels were going all crazy. With me? Yeah. They're too, I'm too loud? You may want to start that again. I should maybe move my mic lower. Hold on. Hello, Leanna. How's this sound now? I think it's okay. Yeah, I moved it down a notch. Okay. Okay. Ready to start again? Yep. Hello out there in radio land and podcast land and foreign lands and strange lands. It's uh, me, Ed DeSock, here with uh, Ed and Red radio show for this week. Joining me, of course, Red herself, Leanna Kay. Hello, Leanna. Hello. Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations to you and uh, your, uh, your development partner, uh, Mouse, on the successful Kickstarter to launch, uh, to get your game started, uh, a boss fight song of Sparkle Muffin. Thank you. Um, it, you, you know, you guys, uh, you did your initial funding. Your first uh, tier was done in like 15 hours, which is very impressive. And you made it past, little past your first stretch goal, which is also, <laughs> I'm joking, uh, also very impressive. So uh, looking forward to more updates as this uh, game progresses and people can find updates following you on your uh, Twitter feed at Red Leanna K and your uh, YouTube, Leanna K, correct? Yeah, we, we also have a Twitter account just for the game, Song Sparkle. At Song Sparkle? Yeah. Okay. All right. Looking forward to that. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we're going to talk about some things today. We plan- Here's things we plan to talk about, okay? The new right to disconnect law. Right. An article from CBC about possibly problematic words that yes. we, should, we should remove from our, do- our vocabulary yes. and what that article represents. Yes. Um, but up first, it is, it is Christmas time. Uh, actually, it's Hanukkah time right now. It's Hanukkah, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, that reminds me, you, you uh, told me just before we started uh, that Dave Grohl of Food Fighters was doing some Hanukkah music thing. Yeah, he's doing uh, nightly covers with another performer. Uh, one song a night and their their covers with rejigged lyrics or something uh no i think they're just versions of i mean i could be wrong the versions of the the songs i saw this i there's this reform rabbi i follow on twitter and she had it on her feed and so, maybe so doing i things saw like dreidel 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 but the rock version yeah I'm, I'm trying to look it up now i should probably uh should probably check it out the interesting but, uh, thing about it is that you said there's already people asking if Dave Grohl, who is not Jewish, is appropriating Jewish culture in doing this. Yeah. You had a brilliant answer to that. I basically said, apparently this writer doesn't know that many of the most popular Christmas songs are written by Jews. And yes. I don't know if I can repeat what I said next. Uh, well, we can infer. Uh, right. But really, like, here he is doing something interfaith, uh, you know, inter, uh, inter-ethnic, 
uh, helping, you know, helping to, to celebrate a holiday for a people. And someone's got to ruin it. Someone's got to piss in the, in the Wheaties and ruin yeah. the thing and bring politics into something that is really just a feel good story. Someone has to put a turd in the punch bowl over stuff like this. What he's, what Grohl is doing is it, it, it is inarguably a good thing. Yes. And Jews are not complaining. And I guarantee you this person who asked this question, not Jewish. Another oh, I person- I don't know about that. Oh, really? Yeah. You think the based, person complaining is Jewish? Um, based on the surname, likely. All right. Stiern, Sternberg? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Well, at least this time it's, a, it's somebody from the affected group complaining, whereas usually it's somebody complaining outside the affected group on behalf of the affected group, the group never having asked them. But, you know, why, this is why we can't have nice things. People do nice things and other people crap all over it. And, you know, I, I put this thing up on Twitter and other people said, well, if, you know, the writer's Jewish and she's bothered by it, then maybe we should listen, completely negating my opinions on the whole subject. But I don't like this idea that if one person in an identity group complains, then, then we all, everybody must conform to the one person who squawks about something, as opposed to wondering whether it's a, it's a commonly held perspective that I mean I read another great article that I actually thought was hilarious about the um like these bed bath and beyond products and stuff like that that yeah. are supposed to be Hanukkah but it says why is this night different from all the nights which is a Passover thing <laughs> oh, and and dear. you know that's the sort of thing where yeah that's just ignorant if you're going to make merchandise for Jewish holidays, understand the holiday. <laughs> yeah, go to Wikipedia. It's very easy to distinguish Jewish holidays from each other, though they all have, have a similar theme, which is they tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. Well, except for Yom Kippur. That's yes, don't eat. That, that's don't eat. All right. Um, another thing I want to talk about about the Christmas season. Now, I may be alone in this. You will let me know how you feel. I am getting tired of getting Christmas cards that are photos of the people and their family. Okay. Like enough already. This, these cloying Walton's like scenarios is like, can, like, can you just get me a Hallmark card? I understand they're very expensive now. Cards are ridiculously like about 10 bucks for a small piece of cardstock with something scribbled on it. I understand that. I would rather but just get an e-card with, you know, people singing and stuff like that. Then get another one of these things where, did I ask you for a picture of your family? Did I ask you for that? Did I ask you to, if, I, if I should put up a picture of your family on my mind? Did I ask if I wanted to see your family? Maybe I don't even know your family. Did I ask for this? I didn't ask for this. That's a tradition from before things like Facebook. You know, it's the annual photos in the Christmas card so that, you know, people who don't live close to each other can, can see you know, the kids growing up and stuff like that. That that used to be a lot more common, but now we have Facebook for things like that. I don't I don't get those cards the same way. I have a friend who sends out a funny uh, personalized Christmas card every year. And, and this year was him as uh, a Jedi and Baby Yoda. It, it's very cute. Yes, I, and yeah, well, the thing is his, his photo on the outside is an amusing photo. Yeah, it's, inside it's, his message 
relates to uh, is very funny and relates to the amusing photo on yeah. the cover that I'm not talking about. Yeah, that no, is that, creative and entertaining. Yes. Like, send me a card, either give me some nice sentiment or 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 entertain me, preferably entertain me and pictures of your brood. They don't, especially when they're all wearing Santa hats. Oh, do I hate that? They're all wearing Santa hats with these little grins on their faces. And I just I want to punch every one of them. What about the ugly sweater photos? I'm on the fence. I think the ugly sweater thing is enough already. Like, yeah, we've we understand that Christmas people get ugly sweaters, but now they have T-shirts made in the pattern of ugly sweaters. They've got superhero logos in ugly sweaters, uh, video game stuff in ugly sweaters. You can it's, get an ABBA Christmas sweater now. Why would I want to do that? You're saying I can get one now like I've been waiting. Well, they're they're environmentally friendly. Are they? Yeah, they're they're reused. So when I throw them out that they will uh, decompose? Well, ABBA in in their Voyage album, it's uh, there's a Christmas song on it told from the position of the grandparents. And so they've got, you know, merchandising up the wazoo because they know that once you have a Christmas single, it plays forever. Yeah, they do, because there's I mean, they start playing Christmas music like November 1st and there's only so much they can so much Mariah Carey you can put in a song rotation before it becomes obvious you don't have very many songs. Yeah. Yeah, it's but I mean, Christmas, even even artists like Mariah Carey, who you don't hear her other stuff all that often, the minute American Thanksgiving is over. Boom. <laughs> there, there's the Mariah again. Well, you also don't hear grandma got run over by a reindeer outside of like December onwards. To yeah. January. Uh, and everybody knows. And you know, Leanna, the Chris, I like Christmas carols. I find them uh, very festive. I enjoy <laughs> Christmas carols with the exception of two. Silent Night, I find cloying. Really? Yeah, but it's okay. Little Drummer Boy. I hate Little Drummer Boy. I hate the, I hate the song. Really? I even, hate the, the cartoon show that they made out of it. Even I, the David Bowie version? Every day I hate David Bowie version with really? Bing Crosby. Hate, hate Little Drummer Boy. It is an annoying rump-a-pum-pum-my-ass. I hate that song. I hate it. So to all And it's also a terrible story. It's a terrible story. When we come. It's a terrible story. Little baby ba rump bum bum Why are you doing this? To annoy you? Good job. You said you hated the song, so. Well, you did a good job. Now I have a weapon. It's a terrible story, too, because this is like some impoverished little waif coming to. to... Okay, don't don't get don't get me started on on this topic. About impoverished waifs. Well, just uh, it's a it's a culture and religious thing, and it's not an appropriate thing to talk about on the radio. I want to go back to the day where, you know, polite conversation didn't involve religion or politics. You know what I miss? Conversation. I miss with all the media we're we're subsumed with. I miss the days when it was a big deal when Frosty came on, yeah, and uh, uh, Rudolph, yeah, uh, and that one about about Chris Kringle, Charlie Brown's Christmas. 
Charlie Brown's no Charlie Brown's Christmas. It, it it wore on me after a while. Really? Oh, I used to love that tree, the sad I, little Christmas tree. I, I loved it. The imagery of the of the tree, and I I very much like peanuts. But I, I after a while, I got not interested in that. But um, I I used to love when it was a big deal, and everybody knew what night these were on because everybody would get together, and there would be once again a mass mass communal experience of a bunch of people watching the same thing at the same time and experiencing the same thing at the same time. And it was a big deal. Now there's so many cartoons. You got a Rugrats uh, Hanukkah cartoon. You got every every uh, cartoon franchise has some kind of Christmas thing. It's the, the, the Rankin-Bass stuff has lost its specialness. And uh, that I'm sad about. Okay. You, you don't have any pithy comment about that? Uh, it's just your personal preference. I don't have the right to tell you what you like and don't like. Well, how come you don't when I have the right to tell everybody else what to like and not like? Because, uh, never mind. It's Here's the Christmas another... season. I, I know I'm radioing wrong, and it's kind of funny that I just sort of derailed this whole thing, but, you know. This thing was never on rails. <laughs> what are I, you talking I, about? I am so exhausted with... Uh, people who just jump into a conversation and hard disagree. And oh, then they I hate hard this, disagree. Yeah, if this, I could reach through the internet. Do people, do people do that deliberately to be obnoxious or do they not recognize? No, they how, are obnoxious and they speak in the way that they are. Hard, I, hard disagree and hard I, pass. How about a hard fist? Would you like that? You know what my thing about the whole disagree thing is? Did I ask? Do I care? No. If you're going to add something to the conversation, okay, another point of view or something, but I'm not seeking your approval, sir. It's usually guys who do this. It's very rarely a woman that starts with this disagree, is right? This is very true. Women have a different communication style. Karens exist. You know, apologies to anybody actually named Karen. But yeah, it's this, it's like they think I care. If they agree with me or not, and yeah, they I passed don't. a decree. And then it's you know one of those social niceties thing, Ed, that you understand and I don't. Yes. Um, I I in those cases, it's like I feel like I'm not allowed to say to them, I don't care. You are. I now I hereby give you permission. Yeah. To say I don't care. I don't care. In the, in the, whichever form of wording you'd like. I actually found a funny thing that makes people instantly go away. On Twitter. Oh, yeah. You asked me if they've heard the good news about Jesus. No, that doesn't make them go away. That, that oh. makes them come and yell at me. But say, I am not fighting with you about this. And you have to say it a few times, but it's not. I don't want to fight with you about this because then they can bait you into it. I'm just not doing it, not doing it, not doing it. And you say that three or four times and they disappear like they were never there. They go back to their, their mystical realm like Mr. Uh, Mixes Pitalik when he says his name backwards. They find somebody else to fight with, right? Yeah, you're no fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, very quickly, I just remembered another pet peeve, which we'll get out of the way before we get to other topics. I don't understand. I've realized lately I do this and I don't get it. I don't understand this, the phrase, I don't disagree. If you don't disagree, it means you agree. So why not say I agree? Well, there's sort of a, a nuance there. I, I say that when I'm not sure I disagree 
but I don't disagree. Then you agree. There is but no middle. No, there, no, there like, is. It's Schrodinger's agreement. No, either, no. Either you're uh, agree or you disagree. No, there, there's, there's no. Or I agree here. with reservations. No, it's, it's. I'm not sure I agree, but I can find no reason to disagree. If you have no reason to disagree, why don't you agree? Because that's an affirmative thing, and I'm not sure. I think people should be allowed to not have their minds made up on something. And then say, I, I, then say my mind's not made up. But you know, I'm unsure. You don't. You don't want them to try to persuade you. <laughs> not interested in that right now. It. It. Yeah. I don't disagree. Okay. I, I was raised by a stepfather, very big on grammar. So when I make a double negative like that, it's, it's a conscious choice. But yeah, I don't disagree for me is different than I agree. Well, from now on, I am going to try to say I agree or uh, I can see your point, but I have reservations or something like that. See, why not just say I, like, I see your point to me is something more people need to start doing. I that see doesn't your mean- point. That doesn't mean you agree. You just see someone's point. I see your point. I see Actually, in this case, there. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. The, right. the, people have got to see things from other perspectives more. <laughs> you keep dreaming. That's very uh, sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. All right. Um, Leanna and I are going to come back and we're going to talk about, Leanna, what do you want to talk about? The words or the right to disconnect? Uh, let's do the words next. Okay. We're going to talk about a whole list of new words that apparently some people, um, some very sensitive people have suggested we strike from our vocabulary and from the English language. Words such as blackmail, ghetto, spooky, grandfathered, um, blindsided, things like that. Uh, brainstorm. These are all words which apparently we should be getting rid of because someone somewhere may be offended. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about that and the purpose of an article such as this when we return, Leanna and I, here on Saga 960 AM. So, Leanna. Yes. Apparently, according to an article on cbc.com this week, which I probably should have up in front of me if I'm going to talk about it, but apparently there are certain words that are now like we, we know there are we know that the language has progressed. So there are certain words and phrases which we can see very clearly are hurtful to other people and are ignorant and shouldn't be said in public. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and people do all the time anyway. But we understand that there is some social censure. Uh, you know, there can be social censure against these words, and we generally agree with it. All right? You know, people don't say the R word anymore. Oh, people do. Okay, most people don't. People um, do. That, that one, I think we're only at about 60% with that one at, at this point. I hear all right, it way we're at least too 60%, often. But there's other words and phrases people don't use because they recognize that if they recognize that where they come from, their origin, they don't use them. Um, but this is one of those, and I agree with that to a point, 
But this is one of those situations where I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm not with you. Yeah. And that goes on so much with politics these days where people go from making reasonable requests to things that are completely bat crap insane. Right. And this article, they speak to, uh, in this article on cbc.ca, sorry, not .com, cbc.ca, um, this article, they sp- it's uh, written by uh, Priscilla Kisun Huang, um, and I believe she's Korean in her bio. Um, I don't know why that's relevant. Well, um, she, I mean, she she quotes other people in the article, so let's yeah, this not, is not, let's not this lay is not her blame on her. This. Yeah, this is her. She spoke to a associate language studies professor. She spoke to somebody who's a uh, a, a inclusivity and diversity coach. Um, people like you know people full of crap like that, and an anti-racism trainer. Um, and so here are the words. Here's some of the words they said, as I mentioned before the break. Blackmail, we shouldn't say, yeah, because it call it it, it casts the well, word well, black in a negative light and it attaches black to black mail, people. Blackmail, blacklist, and black sheep. Yeah, you're not supposed to baba black sheep sorry can't say it anymore because of the because Because of the not association with black people no because nobody ever associates blackmail uh baba black sheep or the other one nobody ever thinks of black people when you think of blackmail this is one of it's too bad they started here because this is one of the weakest ones i think that it, it it me it's it's black is worse than white this this is an old argument and this thinking comes from before reclamation of the term black associated with race and i mean at least in in canada people a lot of people prefer to be called black as opposed to african canadian because they ain't from africa their parents are from the caribbean right right and so they're like, I, I've never been to Africa. I, I'm Canadian. I'm just black. Right. And I think that people associate people know the difference between the color black as in the color, like a black tie party, you know, uh, and the skin color black. And this idea that I mean, we still say black hat hacker, white hat hacker. I don't see this here. Right. P- people know the bad guys in Westerns wear black hats. The, the good guys wear white hats. Most people separate that from the idea of skin color. And I think people can maintain the black and white thing with colors without seeing a black person as inherently less. It does. I mean, do who we think connects, do we think black like, do we think Black Panther is a less good superhero than White Canary? Of course not, right? Black Panther's cool. You Black, know? Black Panther is way cooler than White Black Canary. Black Panther is cool, right? Well, and, and you know what? When you when superheroes want to make a brand new suit, they make it black because it's cool. Superman with his black uh, black uh, outfit was a big deal in the Snyder Cut, you know, because because he was yeah, Superman black like outfit. Black black is cool. I didn't I didn't like the when they made the X Men costumes black, but I mean nobody got confused. Because Natasha Romanoff's superhero name is Black Widow. No one was like, why is it a white lady? 
and nobody, nobody knew it was a spider. <laughs> nobody references blackmail and says, "Oh, is that a letter from an African American?" It, nobody it, says this. Why I, are we supposed to cater to every protozoan that might possibly be the slightest bit of fe- people who are unreasonable? We we do not have to bend over backwards for people who are unreasonable and people who who want these words gone away because of associations that nobody makes with these I, words. It, I I guarantee you that a great many of the companies that have taken this on and oh we don't say blacklist anymore we don't say the word but you know we're still blacklisting our black employees from things because they're not agreeable they're too loud or they're not a team player or you know the stereotypes persist they just don't say the words and Absurd. the term yeah. grandfathered which supposedly had some roots in slavery but it it no, did but, it, but it's it is a but term nobody knows that. that is obscured. It no longer means what it used to mean. A dumb, apparently we can't use because it used to be a medical term for it, people it with means, mental challenges. Yes. Well, people who or dumb um, couldn't speak, I think. wasn't Yes. It? Couldn't speak. Yeah, lame. Couldn't... Lame is one I have had people say they don't like. I have tried to watch the use of that word myself just because, you know, lame, lame, now, lame, 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 lame. I. I I have a bad knee, so technically I am lame. Uh, if you were a horse, they'd shoot you. Yeah, I'm personally not offended by the word because it's true. I don't think it's a good thing that my right knee doesn't work properly. Uh, so, you know, as a person with multiple disabilities, I do not associate these words with a condition I have. I know other people do. A lot of these words, the origins, are lost in history. You ask somebody, they would have no concept. The term, idiot, the word idiot, the word moron, they were once medical terms for people with mental yes. disabilities. Yeah, now, I mean, But nobody okay. knows that. Like, these is- words are not invoking. The problem with words, like, the thing about words is when you use it, it invokes, you know, words are a, a, a collection of letters that invoke a certain meaning. See, and- I... When you have no meaning, when you do not connect this word with that meaning that is so outdated that no one knows, it no longer represents that meaning. I did know that sold down the river was a slave terminal, a terminology connected to slavery. I did know that. Uh, But being sold down the river is a bad thing. So I, you know, I I've never heard somebody say they find that particular one offensive and they have these in, but they don't warn people about articulate, <laughs> which yeah, is a much yeah. bigger one. Yeah. Right. The one that gets me because of where I grew up is terms like ghetto and inner city. You're not supposed to say them anymore or first world mind you, but for, oh, we'll get to that. But we use, we, I grew up in the Jane Finch area of Toronto we used to refer to where we lived as the ghetto. And now those of us who grew up there aren't allowed to say it because it's insulting to people. Wait, maybe you can because you grew up there. Like black people can say the N-word because they're black people. I cannot because people assume things about me based on the color of my skin. And so even though I came from there, I'm not allowed to say and 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 i mean ghetto was originally a uh, 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 term for jewish settlements in italy right 
most people don't know that. Words change. Jews in the hood. Yeah, words change meanings, right? Yeah. And to me, the word was sort of infused with a bit of pride, right? Like we weren't snowflakes. And this is one of those words that, because I saw the sort of affirming element we used it as like among my peer group of, of many, many races and religions. Well, you were reclaiming the word. We, we were like, we're, we're tough, right? Like we don't, we don't have a silver spoon in our mouths. We earn everything we get. And I, I get annoyed at things like this when the political correct police take that away from a group, you know, like savage is on this list. Someone alert Megan the Stallion. She can't sing her song anymore, you know, and it's a fantastic song that is basically saying that, you know, women don't have to be only one thing. Well, you know, we mentioned first world problems because we no longer refer to a third world. We call them developing nations. You know what? Enough. There's a point where it's enough. And this is enough. Enough. The weird thing is, first world problems is a dig at, at the person. privileged people. Yes, right? <laughs> like, it is. It's not what? something you, it's, oh, well, it's my first world problem. It's not, I've had enough, okay? I'm tired of this policing of language. I'm tired of uh, trying to make people uh, into bad people because they use words that do not mean what they mean to somebody else. If somebody asks you not to use a word, then it's, it's incumbent on you to not use it. But until then, using a word like blackmail should be allowed and we should stop telling people to, to, to get rid of words that are, in, this is inanity. This is stupid. And this is, again, I support sensitivity in word use until you become completely unhinged, which and is what this is. And you know what? There's a part, this article itself got me riled up. And that was the point of the article. When we come back, we're going to yeah. talk about that. Well, I want to talk about a few things I feel like we're lost in the article that are sort of important that people know and people aren't going to pay attention to it now because it was lumped in with all this other dumb stuff. Oh, can't say dumb. All right. We will we will pick that up. Yes. Liana, yes. When we return, yes. you're on Saga at So we were talking about the cbc.ca article from the past week, which listed a whole bunch of words, which diversity experts or whatever the hell they were said, we should remove from our lexicon, things like blackmail, whitelist, ghetto, grandfathered, dumb, uh, black sheep, blindsided, because someone somewhere may in some way infer something from it, which isn't intended. You can't can't say brainstorm because it may be offensive to the neurodiverse. (laughs) Like that's such a stretch, right? I mean, I, I used to do work for, for, you know, epilepsy fundraising and things like that. And that's why the R word was, was taken out, but brainstorm that it's, it's too many things removed, right? But this article does have some stuff that actually d- does offend 
wide ranges of the affected group and people should be more sensitive to. And it's, it's I'm open to hearing I'm open to hearing anything reasonable. Well, uh, the the sensitivity to the term spirit animal. I have stopped making spirit animal jokes because that is the the history of indigenous issues in Canada is that their religion their things of religious significance were not treated with proper respect. And so I completely understand why they can say to people, you can't do that anymore. That's like, you know, um, people don't like, say, sexy nun costumes because they're Catholic and they find that offensive, right? Um, if if you do that, if you use the sort of sexy nun in, in um, imagery, you're doing that aware that some people will be offense, offended. And right? that you're mocking somebody's beliefs. Yes, you do that deliberately. People know that's kind of blasphemous. I can see why we don't use spirit animal anymore. I used to use it for in some some uh, PR copy. I removed it because I realized this is probably something that is sacred to some indigenous people yeah. that we just took over and, and used. And is not there's other things I can use that I understand things like powwow. Yeah, probably well, I, the, the one I'm like, all right, good point was lowest on the totem pole. I'm going to watch that one just because, yes, that is a sacred item. <laughs> so, um, though we do say go to church. So, you know, what you, you know, the whole the, he just took him to church. Oh, I never heard that before. Oh, you never heard that to when someone just gets schooled. He never just got taken to church. OK, um, I mean, I still say Jesus, take the wheel. Sometimes it's just. Sometimes it's it, it's the South coming out of me when I lived in Tennessee. It's up there with you have a blessed day. It, it's the politest way you can say something sometimes and still get your meaning across. But I do, I do see, you know, things like spirit animal powwow when a culture collectively has treated a group of people quite badly. There are consequences to that. And some of the consequences are, no, there are certain things you can't say anymore. Well, you right. can't just decide you're going to take pieces of someone's culture right. or religion and turn that them into means something to, and, yeah, and turn it into yeah. something amusing. Yeah. You can't just do that. I mean, that's what they did with images of uh, 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 Native, uh, like American Indians for yes. the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah, you the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, yeah. You can't just put on headdresses, like feathered yeah. headdresses. But these are these are things that are sacred to other people. And we're in a, yeah. we're, we've grown to a point where we recognize, okay, we don't do that because that's being an a-hole. Well, the one that gets me and I think might be a little bit misplaced is tribe and tribal. Because indigenous, indigenous Canadians aren't the only group of people that refer to tribes. There was the uh, 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah, what are we supposed to call that now? 12 groups of Israel, I, I guess. Right. But I mean, African tribes, the, the, the term, you know, you, you don't that that is a broader term and it describes what it describes. It's a group of people. Yeah, it's not it's, it's there's, there common religious term. connotations to it. tribe clan. I, I, I'm helping uh, someone with their science fiction story, their fantasy story. 
and we can't come up with a word that is basically tribe, clan, um, uh, you know, indicating people of a particular group because you can't say tribesmen. You certainly can't say clansmen. That, you know, I said, what about luntsmen? He goes, people, that, that conveys the wrong thing. That's a you Yiddish know? term, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, this, is, this, this person's more like um, uh, Middle Eastern Arabic, the character. But it, it, it just, language is getting so constricted now. The other one that I think people don't realize the origin of is the term gypped. Uh, I think more people are becoming aware that that is an anti- yeah. And anti, anti, uh, anti Romanian, Roma. yeah, anti Roma, anti travel. Same way thing. saying you Jewed someone down, it's right. the same thing as right. saying you gypped somebody. Right. And I mean, it's funny because there are other words on this list that I personally don't like, and I tell people that that aren't on this list. I tell people why I don't like them. I don't tell anybody they should not use them, and that to me is the big difference. Right. There's a big difference between explaining to somebody why you don't like a word and telling them they're not allowed to use it anymore. You know what I'm saying? I personally am very torn on the term hysterical. I don't use that anymore. Yeah, it, because hyster is the same root as hysterectomy, meaning uterus. It, it is a feminine. It is it is associating women with the go, like be out of emotional control can't be logical. Yeah, I don't use that word anymore. But if somebody if somebody uses the word not knowing the meaning, I accept that. This happens on Twitch all the time. Like I, I tell people I find the B word very lazy. And if if they're going to use the B word, take that word out of your vocabulary. You'll say what you really mean and you'll be clear about the issue you really have with that person. Well, that would leave lots of gaps in a lot of uh, rap lyrics. Yeah, but that's a reclamation as well with that one, right? Especially when female rappers use the word. When female rappers, yes. When male rappers, no, that ain't no reclamation. But I, some of, some of this stuff in this article is so ridiculous that my, my hot take on this, Ed, they did this knowing it was dumb. Oh, can't use dumb. They, they, they knew it was ridiculous, right? They, the CBC researched and did this article knowing it was absurd knowing and that it, it was going to generate heat. Yes, they they knew that people were going to go, oh, come on. And people like us would talk about it in secondary media. And I saw it trending on social media. And well, you call this, it secondary. Well, they did. We didn't generate the article. We're oh, talking about an article somebody else wrote. Oh, I see. And this is so the it's problem. Clickbait. It, it is clickbait. It's it, it is it is not just it is not clickbait in that the article, the, the title of the article accurately reflects the body of the article, but it is rage bait. It's it's enragement is engagement. It's trying to get somebody to go, come on. And I almost got caught in this. I find myself more and more sharing an article because I find it ridiculous and I'll stop myself and go, no, you know what? I'm not going to give this the attention because that's the purpose of it. It's designed to tick me off. I don't know if that's insulting to ticks, but, uh, you know, but it's designed to tick me off. So I'll share it and other people will read it. And it's 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 the equivalent of an, an old fashioned sideshow. Um, what what was called a gaff? We, we think of a gaff as something else. But a sideshow gaff was a cheap 
joke exhibit that basically someone would get tricked and because they got tricked, they wanted to bring their buddies in to trick them too. And they pay multiple times to see the look on their buddy's face when they got tricked, right? The, the classic example of it is 150 pound man eating chicken, right? Yeah, the banner, inside. the banner would outside the tent would be this giant craze looking chicken, like, ah, right. 150 foot chicken, 150 right? pound chicken, 100, 100, yeah, 150 pound chicken, big chicken, right? You went in and it was a 150 pound man, comma, eating chicken. And this that's is why punctuation joke. is important. Yeah, but that's the joke. And so people would get tricked. And then they go and they get their buddies and they pay a quarter again. To, they double pay just to see the look on their buddies' faces. This is what the internet is now. And I wish that some of this old knowledge, like what happened after the, the advent of the movable type press or some of these old, these old uh, carny, um, I bet you somebody finds carny offensive, but I was one, so I'm allowed to use it. Uh, but, you know, some of these old things, this has all happened before this is all this will all happen again and once you're wise to this stuff it doesn't affect you the same way and that's the only way this stuff is going to settle down i i i am very I, I don't i almost don't like talking about these things except for the fact that there was some stuff in there that i think people should know it was just it was like the the jelly in the middle of the donut of crap that people jelly donut of crap no the donut is crap the jelly inside is perfectly good but it's packed in the middle of crap who's gonna eat that yeah if the jelly's inside the crap i'm not having the jelly yeah all right somebody's not gonna listen to don't say spirit animal unless it's actually a spirit animal when you're also telling people not to use the term blackmail or what what was the other one blindsided you can't say tone deaf yeah that's all Even right. though it's exactly, it's describing exactly what the, the condition is. We're going to go to a break. We, uh, we fell for the clickbait. My fault. I, I said we should talk about this. Um, and besides, it provides interesting radio. We're going to go to a break. Going to come back. We're going to see what we're going to talk about. We've got a limited amount of time. So okay. uh, stick with us. We'll be back on uh, Saga 960 AM. <laughs> All right, we're back for the last lap here this week on uh, Ed and Red. And uh, this week in Ontario, a law was passed called the Right to Disconnect Law, which tells larger firms that they have to come up with a policy to deal with after hours communications through emails and other forms. But Uh, that policy can be anything the company wants as long as they let the government know. An employer with 25 or more employees. So if if the employer comes up with a plan that says, we're going to keep contacting people after hours and they let the government know, well, that's a plan, so it's okay. That's right, that's right. This is nonsense. This whole thing is nonsense. And let me tell you why. Because even if this thing was a real law, even if there was, uh, like if it was a, the best laws are enforceable laws. Yes. This is unenforceable. Because most people today, many people, are contract workers working contract to contract. They're right. not people don't hire full timers anymore because of overhead. So, while you may legally be within your rights 
to complain to your employer that, you know, you sent me an email after hours. Um, you're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. You may be within your rights, but come time to get your contract contract renewed, you're done. And all they have to say is, well, we're, you know, we're not renewing your contract. They don't have to give you right. a reason. Right. All, you know, or they can, or they pick stupid things which have nothing to do with anything, but they find a reason to justify not renewing your contract. Well, they, they... So who's gonna go and get get it and complain about getting emails after hours? That's right. That's right. And I mean, the I don't I this is something that people with social skills should be able to work out and companies should be reasonable and recognize there are work hours for a reason. You set work hours, you set work hours, go ahead and send that email after work hours, but don't expect someone to respond to it until work hours. Real simple. Be a human being that respects other human beings. I do think the end of um, non-compete clauses is a very positive step. I didn't know about that. So people can no longer put a non-compete clause in a contract so that if somebody leaves the firm, they no yeah, longer no, have to sit without work for no, two years? No, em no employer can have an employment contract or other agreement with an employee that includes a non-compete agreement. So once you leave a firm, you are free to go and get a job in that same field. Right. You don't have to wait six months to a year, like the ridiculousness that people have to sign their life away with. Yeah. And by then, you're, the heat on you has gone cold. Yeah. And I, I think perhaps that the unenforceable element, the, the right to disconnect element, it is a bit of a smokescreen. Employers are like, well, that's not a big deal. And so they, they breathe on that. But it's like, wait, we can't do non-competes? And then there, there are some recruitment and immigration changes for in this bill that are, are sort of, um, I need more information on what it's actually saying, but- uh, the, media, the media jumped on this right to disconnecting, I yeah, guess, because they thought it would have more legs. But listen, listen to the, this, this part, Ed. This is, this is why I like- Wait, I just want like to this. apologize. I shouldn't have said that it has oh, legs. Oh, you're right. No legs. Because okay, that so, is bad to people who do not have use of their legs or don't okay. have legs. We're running out of time. So let me read this part. Yeah. This is a sort of business stuff that should like be no brainers. And I, okay. In amending the Occupational Health and Safety Act, the legislation also enshrines the right for truckers and food delivery couriers to access washrooms in the businesses and restaurants they serve. They had to make that a law, Ed. They had to make that a law. People weren't people were going long distances, showing up and not being allowed to use the can. Well, like restaurants weren't letting the DoorDash guy use the washroom in the in the restaurant. Well, you know how I feel about uh, use of uh, public bathrooms. You know how I feel that businesses ought to always have public bathrooms available. Yeah, this is this is when I start using words I can't say on radio. Right. This is when I start swearing a blue streak a blue streak is probably offensive to someone but it, it, when you have to force businesses to treat humans like humans something I is start amiss swearing i start swearing yeah i i i believe the the internet um phrase is wtf all right well we've uh we've discussed this and this is a the the Right to disconnecting is toothless and useless, but and it's complete camouflage to uh, get people to think that the Ford government cares about workers 
when these are the people who immediately got to power and canceled uh, raises in minimum wage. Oh, th this is definitely an election year piece of legislation. Definitely, definitely. I don't definitely. think anyone's going to fall for it, quite frankly. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not voting for Doug Ford for so many reasons, but I will give him that the elimination of non-competes and things like making things use the washroom. I do think the elimination of non-competes is going to attract a better caliber of employee to Ontario. People who actually have unique skills are more likely to work for Ontario companies because they know they're not going to be forced to sign a non-compete. Yeah, I think, I, mean, I think that's actually good. See, that they buried the lead. That's actually yeah. something that's enforceable yeah. and will have concrete changes to people's circumstances. The other thing is just nonsense, airy fairy crap. Yeah. So if anybody ever says I have never agreed with anything Doug Ford has done, here is your example of something. Yes, that was necessary. That was a good move. Well, I, I kind of like cheesecake too. All right. <laughs> um, Leanna can be found at Red Leanna K on Twitter. Leanna K on YouTube. Um, is it and, weird that I don't terribly like cheesecake? No. We'll talk about this next week, maybe. I don't like regular cheesecake. I like chocolate cheesecake. I, I, I don't like cheesecake. I don't like regular cheesecake with, with sort of that that weird texture. I like chocolate it's, it's, cheesecake. It's too many tastes and that weird kind of sour thing. And it's just, it's too many things. We'll talk about that and maybe discuss butter tarts. Um, but that's next week. I'm Ed Desoc. Find me at newmusicnation.ca where I present the best in new music videos from Canadian artists across the country, <laughs> newmusicnation.ca. This is uh, uh, Saga 960 AM. We don't currently have a, a good sign-off. All the sign-offs I used to use are not really appropriate for the, for the show. So we got to think of something. Bye-bye. Bye-bye? Bye-bye. Well... It's a bit Spartan, but... Uh, I think that's offensive to Spartans, Ed. Very Bauhaus. Okay, we're going to go. I think that's offensive to Germans who like refined architecture. We're going to go and uh, leave you with whatever follows. I think uh, going to go is offensive to people who are incontinent. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>